This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. I'm back after missing an action for one week. This is Abhinandan Sekri. This is News Laundry Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur News Laundry apna hafta. Kabhi nahi chhodte. Welcome. When the public pays, the public is served. And when advertisers pay, advertisers are served. And if the Cobra posting was enough to prove that, there has been recently a study which I shall tweet out, which shows that the world over people are more and more prone to paying for news now because they understand that's the only way of course india is always like not on that graph because we are still in the negatives but we'll get there on everything else we catch up a couple of decades late so yeah i really missed the hafta last week manisha yeah. how was it it was tame without you <laughs> it was tame without me <laughs> so no one was basically ranting very pleasant very ha ha kya hai acha theek hai bahut badhiya Chalo, today we'll try to reverse that. We have a guest joining us. Let me introduce the guest first, Rituparna Chatterjee. With more than 15 years of journalistic experience, Rituparna is currently the consulting editor at India Today and Reader's Digest. She's also the India correspondent for Reporters Without Borders. Oh, I didn't know that, Rituparna. Yeah, that's the recent. That's a recent. That's last a recent month. one. Oh, last month. Okay, then we need to talk after this. <laughs> and before joining India Today, no, seriously. Because, hi, by the yeah, way. Hi, 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 Rituparna. <laughs> Uh, she's also worked for media houses like the Statesman, PTI, Thomson Reuters, Network 18, and HuffPo, where she was served as a deputy editor and interim editor in chief. That was after um, SK. SK, uh, right? Wait, yeah. So you're no longer with But HuffPo we person. no longer talk about that face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so welcome to the Hafta. Thank you. We look forward to hearing your opinions on the media and on stories that did or did not. make headlines on the panel is manisha pande hi Hello. manisha hi. star anchor of the new show nuisance i hope you watch it yes it please it is getting better and better i'm most impressed it's really doing well thank Yay. you manisha very good job <laughs> and we have anand vardhan hello our opinion writer whose piece on um, the services i'd like to discuss was it repost on old piece or that was a new piece no, on the is on the civil services a new piece okay. you had written an earlier also right on the civil yes, services yes, yes. i remember because right. that i have written six seven pieces only right i remember that so because uh, that's a very interesting discussion which didn't get as much headlines as i thought it deserved this week and of course our managing editor raman kripal hi raman sir so let me first of all kick off with an insult to the mufat khors You know, you must have missed that last year. All you listen to the podcast mm-hmm. are free. If the earth hasn't swallowed you because out of the shame that the glani that you should be overflowing with, <laughs> uh, you might want to consider subscribing because it costs money to record this, to upload this. We have a new producer. Please introduce yourself, young man. Hi, I'm Parikshit. I'm the new producer, I guess. Yep. He's very shy, <laughs> but welcome, Parikshit. He's also producing nuisance for us. He's also yeah. producing nuisance and ah. Uh, Sound recordist Anil, hi Anil. Hope all is well with you. So let me start off by asking uh, Rituparna. You know, um, when I was young, is this is this true? Of course, it's it's a, if you want to just pass, you can pass. I used to I I got operated upon appendicitis when I was I think class eight or nine. So I was on bed rest for I think three weeks or whatever. So I payload all the readers because there was nothing to do. Yeah, there was no cable TV those days, <laughs> na. So right from 1970s onwards, all these readers are just piled up in my house. and i read them and my sister very disdainfully said <laughs> you're reading missionary conversion nonsense <laughs> is the readers digest actually a trojan horse for 
Christianity to she said all the stories <laughs> and that are all about really? oh Jesus showed me yeah I I didn't know that I, theory I remember having this conversation with the editor of the Reader's Digest huh. when I joined and it was uh, yeah it had that kind of uh, impression in the US uh, as well oh, was it uh, but it's a general interest magazine and it was started by you know the so church. It, No. <laughs> no, I'm just wondering. <laughs> no, but uh, interestingly, you see these aggregators and curators now, right? Mm. And Reader's Digest is your original aggregator, where you know you we go through what's made news, um, lovely piece of article which didn't get as much play, and then of course, I mean, the contributors are paid and they sure. reach out and whether we can, you know, hey, can we republish this? I mean, they are the original aggregators. And then of course, you 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 get spammed, but those days by heart that you have been selected <laughs> uh, we for this, you still do. spam people. <laughs> So, yeah, but that's that's. But it, it, so it was a theory, right? That the, of course, all that yeah. each time I used to read a Reader's article, I used to be like. Okay, this is telling me that how being good is good for life, and if you do anything evil, you get punished. So maybe it is this like you know uh, subconscious way that the church is trying to get into my head to believe in the powers of Jesus. So I said, I'm because of conspiracy theories. Has anyone else heard of this theory, or is it just me rambling? No, no, this is this is a very. But the other three are looking at me like a demented person. No, I. I, I... Haven't heard about it, yeah. but now I'm just uh-huh. trying to, you know. You're trying to recollect. Recollect. What are the kind of things? I used to read it once upon a time, but not anymore. Anand, have you heard about My it? My one experience at RD has been that anybody from, I don't know how, uh, even a 14 year old. Oh, I used to read readers. What, what do you mean you used to read? You're 14. So <laughs> to 80 year old people, it's just like it's a constant thing. Oh, I loved it. Oh, there's so much love in. Anand, have you heard about? it was a feel good kind of magazine general magazine feel good kind of and it had aspirational value because in a section of middle class it was compulsory reading for improving your english right That's so, yeah. so yeah. it was very well produced also yeah so teachers and parents uh, they emphasized on reading it to improve your vocabulary or uses or this so uh, it had an educational value that's mm. why it caught up it had another value i have mm. to i have to say this because recently readers digest had this storytelling event at mm. triveni where uh, nilanjana and nilanjana roy and uh, taslima nasreen they came and they uh, spoke about the whole process of storytelling about women and nilanjana opened uh, when she was being asked like you know short promo she was asked uh, you know what is your earliest memory of readers digest so she had this hilarious anecdote where her grandmother would obviously get everybody used to get readers digest at that point of time everybody was a subscriber her grandmother would get the digest and look up all the jokes and then days later recycle them at parties <laughs> so so yeah. obviously they became her jokes we, we all have that uncle or aunt or parent who does that but um for a brief period or a long yeah, period it was yeah. owned it at tata's also had a stake in it Ha, uh, Tata Group had this. But I think maybe it's India Today Group now. It's part of no, India no, Today Group. But earlier, I think in 90s, mm. Tata had a stake on it. Tata and Sons. Mm. But maybe this comes from the fact in that it. you did find a lot of stories that spoke of miracle healing. Yeah, you found that. a lot so of miracles. So maybe that is why. Oh, also, you know, the drama in real life in the end huh. when that person would talk about how he or she survived. You know, it was God who showed me the way, kind of thing. Anyway, so moving on to other things that happened closer home in India. There's enough drama in real life. 
in the Indian news space on a daily basis. Uh, the most recent one being the BJP pulls out of the government in Jammu and Kashmir and the PDP BJP government falls. What are the fallouts going to be? There are all sorts of theories of how long governor's rule will last. Mr. Vora seems to get a lot of acclaim from everyone saying that he's a brilliant man and he should continue as governor because his term comes to an end on the 28th of June. I'd like to know what the panel thinks of that. Then there was Arvind Kejriwal's protest that ended. Now other people can also go wait in the LG's waiting room. It is not uh, occupied. But it's very innovative. Uh, very in- innovative. Now he's unwell. No? He's gone for leave to take care yeah, he's of his a, sugar. Acute, he has acute diabetes, so he's always unwell. And, and, and for a diabetic who's on Fast. serious insulin, on a, who to lead the kind of life he leads, I mean, it's not going to do his health any favors. I mean, I'm so regular and even I struggle with my numbers. Then the Airtel row, where Airtel has... We'll give you context on this. Airtel was accused of caving into bigotry on Twitter when someone, one of their customers said, I don't want to be serviced by a Muslim, but serviced by a Hindu. And then a Hindu miraculously did service her. <laughs> and then they've come out with an explanation on why that happened. It was a service operation thing. Yeah, I think that explanation has been drafted by a jackass from hell. So <laughs> what, Airtel, what you know, next time just even? send me, that? just get your entire uh, body to subscribe to News Laundry and I'll draft a better like explanation. It oh, was we'll a detailed, painstakingly written... Uh, yeah, for, for considering it took two pages, it yeah. didn't do... I don't know what like... You know, when you write something, there's a brief. What is it supposed to do? Is it supposed to get you out of shit? Is it supposed to get you into shit? Is it supposed to apologize? You have to know what you're writing. You can't just vomit words. I mean, that I do on the hafta. <laughs> a PR executive shouldn't be doing that. Then there was uh, Rohit Vimula's suicide revisited with Piyush Goyal making a rather bizarre claim, worryingly so, and then contradicted by Rohit Vimula's mother. And of course, the biggest news of the week, um, I guess, especially from our point of view, being news laundry and media crit and all that, Shujat Bukhari shot dead in a ghastly manner in Jammu and Kashmir. Mm. And Shujat used to write for us often. He had also spoken at our conference, the Media Rumble in 2017. So we shall start with that, should we? Let's just get on with that. Because that happened the day Hafta was recorded, right? Yeah, it was yeah. in the e- Thursday the, evening. Yeah, Thursday so we didn't discuss it last time. So we time. didn't discuss it. So, Raman, sir, uh, you know, your thoughts on its coverage, its importance, and also the same question that has been asked each time a journalist is killed, that why is this getting so much traction and not other murders? Uh, a, could you explain that very basic point to our listeners? And secondly, what do you think of the whole affair? No, I think it is getting traction because it happened in Kashmir and Shujat is a very well-known personality. He has worked for many, uh, I mean, a couple of newspapers and then he started... Yeah, he worked for the Hindu, Hindu, I think, Hindu, for 10 years. Hindu, for 10 yeah. years. So he was in the mainstream journalism and then he was, he went, I think he was with Kashmir Times also for some time. So I think the traction it got because it happened at a place with this lot of action. I think more important issue uh, in um, Shujat's case is who has done this? This is something which we I don't think we are going to see. So what happens when anything, uh, if, if a civilian gets killed uh, in Kashmir, we immediately think that uh, the militants... Sure. Or the, huh, but the in Nashka more Center. cases than less, they someone does take responsibility. No, when I was, I was in uh, Jammu and Kashmir with the Indian Express, that was in 2000. So I... I mean, it was 18 years ago. Now the situation is very different. I mean, uh, the entire state has, I mean, by by Indians, uh, you know, forces uh, account, uh, they have been radicalized. In 2000, I mean, I saw uh, some kind of, you know, I won't say bonding, but 
but some kind of understanding that the militants will never attack the civilians. Okay. But over a period, I mean, these 18 years, the scenario has changed. I mean, and, and we are also fed with this kind of information that the militants and we sitting, uh, you know, so far. One doesn't really know. How we, just, we just take it. It's and one mostly, of those places you don't really know what's happening. Yes, yeah. and, and mostly the reporters are, you don't have international reporters. Uh, you right. don't have people from Delhi, you know, reporting in Kashmir. Yeah, right. So I think the most important issue here is, I mean, it's very unfortunate. Shojat, he uh, was so well known, he was so poised. And, uh, and, and also I want to know that what really triggered his killing. Yeah, that, you know, that's the one question that I was like thinking about that one, I don't know if it's atypical for no one to take responsibility for a killing in Kashmir. There was some talk about Lashkar, no? Well, they haven't claimed Lashkar responsibility. Lashkar and Hizbul yeah. have been are suspected, are suspected but, but no, no one's claimed responsibility. No claim. So that was uh, one thing. And the, the second thing is that this whole thing of moderates having no, you know, they'll get trashed by both sides. Yeah. Because the fact is that if you live in Kashmir, it is, I mean, we should take that as a fact, it is not really possible to function day to day if you say that all the pro Azadi guys, you are wrong, we have to be part of mm. India. Even the biggest politicians bloody hedge on that front. Yeah, yeah. You know. yeah. No, in no, you private, have to be. All of them said, we want freedom. We want freedom. That's in my private. experience in private. Mm. My own photographer at that time mm. even he used the two packs down so the first thing that he will tell me that yes the mm. freedom will happen so and forget all this I mean uh, the the studies that the Indian forces have done intelligence groups IB and all so their own study is saying that the state has radicalized beyond imagination sure and that's, and, 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 and that's also I think a function of technology it's like the perfect storm coming together not technology allows radicalization at a level it didn't earlier so, on that note, let's move on to the next issue to discuss. You didn't discuss, pull out... BGP. Yeah, yeah, so that's what that, 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 that happened in first. Huh, that is uh, what I want to ask, you know, what do you, what, how do you, what do you see happening now, you know, yeah. in Kashmir, after BJP pulls out? It is already seen, there is a governor's rule. <laughs> so, no, I mean... Can he get an extension uh, constitutionally? Because his term ends next week. Yeah, he he's can, already on he extension, can, he though. He can get another one. He can get. Okay, he can get. Okay. No, weren't these uh, replacing him? With there were a couple of names are, floating around. Yeah, no? there are, but no one knows yet. There are two, sure. three signs that uh, one they have uh, that they will go for a more uh, intensive crushing of militancy. So it is seems that the chief secretary which they have appointed uh, from Chhattisgarh, that uh, B. Subramaniam. Hmm. So he is known for a very successful anti-naxal operation in Chhattisgarh. And they are also bringing back uh, the IPS officer who was on deputation. Uh, his name I am forgetting. So both are, uh, means hawkis. Hmm. Hawkis. In, uh, so they have uh, the bureaucratic uh, reshuffle gives a sign of, of what the policy is going to be if there are any indications to go by. Now the BJP pull out itself. Now they were, uh, I think it's a, a standard tool for coming out of any confusion when you are in a coalition is to go to your ideological roots. Hmm. And uh, BJP and its uh, predecessor Jansang in say uh, 1952, uh, there was a uh, this uh, Jammu Praja Parishad mm -hmm. uh, headed by Balraj Madhok 
and uh, uh, Raj Madhok was uh, its founder and he was also the f first general secretary of Jansang and he made uh, Syama Prashad Mukherjee interested in Kashmir right. and they represented Jammu interests. So the vantage point for BJP has to be Jammu in Kashmir right? Yeah. because they electorally also within state politics they cannot hope to win Kashmir. Yeah. So that's so, so so their vantage point is this and as of as in India so in Jammu I have argued in it in my classes even if BJP didn't exist it would have to be invented because of its peculiar ideological position peculiar not very natural ideological position if you didn't have Jansang if you didn't have RSS or BJP it had to be invented because electoral defeats or victories don't matter but this is a space which will always remain in India. I mean uh, in, in the uh, sense so that like, like a, a Shiv Sena was, there was an inevitability to it. it, to it. Mm. So, 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 in a, so it now BJP has gone back to its what okay. there, there were a, the I think uh, they went to a coalition because they wanted a political hold over Kashmir mm. and they were ultimately going to do the same but with her an electoral legitimacy and political legitimacy of running a state government that backfired uh, now I, I just have some context to you because one of the mails we've got is that uh, some of our listeners who listen to the hafta after not having followed the news want context. So in response to that, I'll just give context to this discussion we're having. The Bharati Janata Party and the People Democratic Party had formed a joint government with each other's support. In Jammu and Kashmir, PDP is seen as a polar opposite of BJP. It is, uh, you know, Mehbooba Mufti's party, Mufti Muhammad Saeed, uh, those of you who remember the famous case of his daughter's kidnapping, has been a significant lead in Jammu and Kashmir. It was seen as a very unlikely alliance after two or what, two years, two and a half years? It's almost three. Two, two and a half years. Two and a half years. BJP is pulled out. Cause question being asked, why now? Like, it was never a natural alliance in the first place. So that's what we're discussing. Uh, Ritu, what, what is your view? Why now? What's the... Um, I, I feel, you know, the road forward, like I, I just can see, of course, PDP has come out uh, the worst in this because to begin with, it was a no-win thing. Ideologically, they are polar opposites. I At that time when this was happening, almost everybody across political spectrum pointed this out to them. But even then, BJP knew that it had everything to gain from this alliance and PDP everything to lose. Right now, if you see um, how PDP is looking out of all of this is it has enormous mistrust on its hand on ground violence has escalated it has a lot of public anger and you know explaining to do to the public but on the other hand there are how many months left to 2019 the rhetoric that the bjp is going to you know kind of uh, play over and over and over again at rallies is i'm terrified to even like think that you know the kind of pitch you'll hear that mm -hmm. we went there and we are, you know, we crushed terror. I have an announcement to make. For those of you who remember 2017 as the year when we did the Media Rumble in July, uh, well, the Media Rumble is coming back in 2018 in August. So I have a little announcement along those lines. So it's on the 3rd and 4th of August. Those of you who did attend last year, it's a forum where you'll get media professionals, journalists, investors, satirists, people who do political comedy, uh, policy makers talking about the media and its future. Uh, there'll be sessions on technology as well. Entry is free for subscribers. Everybody else has to buy a ticket. Time to subscribe. Or you have to subscribe. 
the full program of media number 2019 will be released in a few days that we'll do later 2018 ka schedule will be sent to the subscribers on their email so you'll have it before everybody else if you have any feedback on what we should do in 2019 you can send it to subscriptions at newslawing.com because we'll give you a little peek into what we're planning in 2019 and then it's going to be in feb or march so just to tell you quickly Last year the inaugural edition went well beyond our expectations. We had great response. All the sessions were packed. This time, you know, we have a bigger session. We have about 13 international speakers, 70 speakers from all over India, north, south, east, west journalists, policy makers, your news technicians. This time we'll be at Habitat Center. So, if you want to attend, first of all block your calendar 3rd and 4th of August. Subscribe you will get a unique some system you'll get Sitranshu will explain it to you you'll get some unique number or unique registration will be sent to all the subscribers so you are not checked at the entry and baki either you subscribe or you buy ticket I think all subscribers should just come down to Delhi for the two days Dude you should and last I'll year we were so thrilled so many of you subscribers you know came up and said hi it was great chatting with you guys yeah. and here you can you know some of you who even dislike us you can just buy tickets so you can come and say abhi gandu to my face and sort of a timeline how good did that feel think about it you know ye abhi chutiye samajh sakte librandu ek tomato bhi le aana safed kurta pehna hoga maine to aapka tomato ekdam achhi tarah aapko puri bhadas ka full vasooli ho jayegi so on airtel ritu you want you you wanted to start off also just quickly give context user called what's her name i forgotten her name pooja singh pooja singh uh told airtel they tweeted that bhai i have a problem with my phone which everybody on the country does i have no idea what the telecom sector is going and a guy called um shoeb said that i'll you know figure out it guys she says no you're muslim i don't know what kind of customer service the quran prescribes so <laughs> i am really surprised <laughs> no, no, that, that such people it. exist <laughs> i was surprised ye bot nahi hai ye insaan hai jo ye sab bol rahi so then Airtel said, "Okay, I'm Tejinder." <laughs> no, Gagan Jo. Gagan Jo. But I think sorry. No, no. The hilarious bit of that tweet is, I don't uh, prescribe to the, what the customer service uh, thing that Quran. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so, so that is what was Airtel got a lot of work you know, ethics, social kind of social media said, you know, we'll pot out of their endorsing bigotry. Airtel came out with a two-page document uh, drafted by someone not very bright. Um, and that is where we are today and they have denied bigotry ritu what is your take on this whole thing um brands need to immediately hire people to handle crisis of this sort because crisis of this sort is only going to increase with social media and with twitter and people um have like a free pass to say whatever the f they want on twitter without even a slightest thought that you know you're somebody you might lose your job you might and especially with statements like these um, bigoted statements they are said because they have an amplification value and they because they know that they will face zero retribution Did for this in a country like dubai us. chef thing also happened this week or that happened last week last week atul kochar you guys discussed that mm, we okay. did <laughs> yeah okay mm. so um brand response is a very very important thing that you know all companies need to save their hind to you know kind of uh, deal with things like this amazon fucked up majorly uh, why what did they do amazon remember that uh, they had this campaign with swara bhaskar right and then, then swara went and uh, tweeted about uh, against the katua rape uh, and that it happened in a temple and people just like and bombarded what amazon, amazon basically kept quiet through okay. all of it through yeah. all of swara's trolling i mean all they had to do is you know kind of put out a strong statement that we support this kind of and 
Swara kept on, you know, sort of saying that I'm being, you know, physical mm. vicious trolling going mm. on and on. So yeah, this is going to, so this uh, is just going to get worse. Although I do think I don't know in India. I mean, my only response to this is that you know when Breitbart or any of the other I forget the name of the networks, but when uh, I think it was Sean Hannity or one of these other guys, they said something that was really bigoted. Overnight, six sponsors pulled out. Yeah. In India, the same brands, whether it is a Ford, whether it is General Electric, whether it is a Microsoft, they have no hesitation in being the title sponsor of a Sudhir Chaudhary's show where he says, "Musliman bana Pakistan" or some shit like that. Yeah. And that is because in the general public, there is an acceptance. For example, forget general public, a man like Sambit Patra would be disallowed on any panel in any, you know, Western democracy. You know, you cannot go on air and say, "Hey." You know, that kind of, you can't, yeah. calling someone an N-word, doesn't matter which network, you would be a pariah, you would not be invited on in public discourse. In India, you are invited as a guest anchor on India Today. So, what I'm saying is, in, in our country, the pressure at the very first level is so meek, and the same brands know that. So, if, if you're saying Microsoft or GE or have a general worldwide policy that we will not endorse bigotry and news... That's not true worldwide. They don't in America. They pull out like this in true. India. They will no, not no, pull Amazon, out. They don't Amazon in US is consistently they stand for free speech yeah. and yeah, right. They don't give a shit because the people Here don't give a shit. They don't. Because Here news don't. professionals don't give a shit. Yeah, and if you see this, this whoever this woman is, Pooja Singh, she's apparently followed by a lot of BJP people. Really? Yeah. Um, Maybe after this, it must be a cause, not an effect. <laughs> effect, yeah. not a cause. Hmm. So if you see her subsequent tweets, they are. They perfectly casually explaining that I did nothing wrong and I'm you're proving me right because here's here are specific five screenshots of specific five which is my point framing debates framing context framing anything with Twitter as the reference point is the most foolhardy thing to do all of you listening in the Chota Hafta do subscribe so you can listen to the entire Hafta we will see you again next week with the Hafta. Till then, subscribe, pay to keep news free because when the public pays, the public is served and advertisers pay. Advertisers are served. Thank you. Goodbye. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.